when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, December 4th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 364. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and I'm joined for kind of a quiet, smaller group today. Intimate. We're just going to bring it in. We're, yeah, it's intimate. We're going back. Uh, Kato is here. <laughs> Hello. And so is Patrick. This is this is kind of the closest we will get to like the original Vice Game new yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's true. Uh, except Kato is here, but it's the yeah. it's the closest. God is always here, so it's the closest we can ever. This is the closest. Yeah. This is the closest listening. to the bone we can ever get to the original <laughs> podcast, where sometimes you would edit it and sometimes I would edit it, and I just threw it. I just re- I ran it through level later. That's how you got your mixing. <laughs> Were we ever so young as this? Were we ever so young as God? Is it four years ago? Mm-hmm. A little over four years ago at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Time Weird. is fucked. <laughs> time is fucked. <laughs> um, time is fucked. How's everyone doing? It's it's December now, which is... A December a, to remember, you know? It's cold as hell in New York. It got cold tonight. Like today, yeah. like overnight, uh-huh. it, it is now cold. We're now in the cold era. What does now, cold mean, though? I feel like... Cause cold, it's not, it, cold it, means... It's not... Yeah, go ahead. Cold, cold is it's forty one outside, but cold. What re- cold really means, at least for me, especially during this pandemic, is I'm wearing shorts right now because it's like ninety degrees in my house. Right, because <laughs> mm. the radiators right. do not turn off ever. The thing that ends up being tough is like once the radiators are on and the windows are open, you end up getting these moments where you're like my house is cold and and also boiling. Yeah, <laughs> because it depends <laughs> on if I'm sitting near a window or. Or near the radiator, or both, and so yep. you end up getting this like this mix of things. But yeah, no, like it's been it has been unseasonably warm here for the last couple of weeks, and so yeah, it's same, starting same to finally get here, like to winter um, time. Or or what you get is it's like it's it's reasonable during the day, like mm-hmm. you can hit like forty three degrees and sunny, and if it's like yeah. only slightly windy, like you're good. Um, but then the nighttime weather is like like in the morning, like I usually take my. Uh, youngest to go for a walk with our dog. And it's like, nah, it's like 17 degrees out. It, like, I'm not pretty, I can't bundle up a seven month old enough to like <laughs> subject you to this. You have to live with this the rest of your life. I don't right. need you to, to do this to you at seven months. So <laughs> you can learn to hate winter on your own um, <laughs> and live here because of the cost of living uh, and make your own choices in life. Yeah. Are you, are you ready for your daughter to do the same thing that you did which was like fuck chicago i'm leaving why it's i um (laughs) that was not that was not my mentality i i i (laughs) i always i the reason you chase jobs yeah i um when i was in uh graduating college i always sort of had like vague intentions like the the folks that went up were always like I was I'd known a lot of those people since I was like 14 and they were like Mm -hmm. i don't know whenever you graduate college let us know and we'll 
I don't know. There was a lot more money back then and where you could just be like, just let us know when you graduate. Well, I don't know. We'll figure out somewhere to stick you. Um, and then uh, Luke Smith, uh, who I was working under uh, at News at the time, who's now the design director on, uh, on Destiny at Bungie, um, was running the news and went up and he decided to go work for Bungie. And I think towards the tail end of Halo 3 and uh, they were like, hey, could you be here in like two weeks after you graduate? And I was like, ah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Figure sure. that shit out. Yep. I remember I had a, a conversation with my now wife where we've been dating for a little over a year, and it's like I just I was like I found I have to go to California in like two weeks. So, um, I'm 21. Uh, uh, I don't really. How do I put this? I think I'm in love with you. I am not really in a position where I want to move in with a girl yet, but I can't ask you to move to California, quit your job, like go across the country where you have like very little family and be like, also find your own place. Seems un, like a raw deal. Like doesn't yeah, seem fair. That's not great. Um, so do you want to move to California and move in together? And we'll find out really quickly whether like, I think I pitched it. I was like, we're going to find out if we want to get married like really fast. And <laughs> We did find that out like really it like worked like perfectly and was like, oh, this is great. And um, it was it was fine. But so no, it wasn't. It was, that's where all the jobs were. And I always knew right, I wanted to come right. back. But I guess to circle around. Yeah. Like I have always like I think I think people should leave where they grew up for some measure of time. And the pitch I've always given to people is you can come back. Like the worst thing to do is like get old enough where then you have obligations that right. prevent you from leaving because someone gets sick <clears throat> or your job status prevents you financially from doing like. Because just and like do it in your 20s. And then, yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of reasons. Once you hit 30, like shit gets complicated for all, just all sorts of reasons. And it's like, if in your 20s, if you can just leave and hate it, well, at least you got a good story. You can say, mm -hmm. actually, California sucks shit and I don't ever want to go back there. <laughs> um, who, whatever, man, she goes there, like, like programs apps or something and like pays for my retirement. Like, go, like, <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> Writing on video apps. games ain't gonna do it. Yeah. Oh, we're sitting, you, we're sitting here waiting for your wife's, your, your mother's company to get bought to pay for your college. So, uh, <laughs> uh incredible. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, it's, it's, I very much did the thing of like my late 20s was, I mean, obviously, I'd already not lived at home in Jersey for years, but then. I really, in my mind, like from 25 to 30 was me being in grad school. And so that's just like that time may as well not have existed. I may, have, may as well have spent it in the phantom zone, just like walked into <laughs> into a, a cube and, and emerged back to New York years later. Uh, and it's it's like I don't hate that in some weird way. It was like, yeah, OK, this is like my time in apprenticeship somewhere you know what i mean and then and then and then yeah you hit 30 and it's like shit i gotta i gotta move back somewhere i gotta see people again i gotta like be connected to my roots in some way and also i gotta get a job because i gotta get a real job because it turns out academic uh, academia money for teaching is nothing and my bills are high and i can't even secure a permanent job in academia because no one can because there aren't enough jobs uh and so and so yeah it's it's, it's it's it was a fun journey that I think I, I definitely mapped to that like go out into the world in your twenties yeah you know f find some roots at thirty uh, as just as just like a best practice for me it worked out you know 
Um, yeah, I had no money in my 20s. I came back to invest oh. with absolutely abs- in debt. No. And well, um, I was making like 12K every year that, that that last 25 from 25 to 30. I was not making money at all. Well, no. Even even this big Midwest, <clears throat> I moved when I had like was being reasonably paid. But like right. my wife had, was like just figuring out her career. Like it was a kind of a late bloomer in terms of finding a career track. So like even when I was making I mean, like making sixty five in San Francisco is not particularly good money. Um, like, I mean, it's you can do it, but it's yeah, like yeah. you're not you're not living off the hog. But at the same time, I was like, well, my wife, who was my roommate, was you know making a fraction of that, so the sixty five was like even less impressive when it, you're like compensating for for all that. And so it came back to the Midwest with just like there's a reason we moved in with my mom. It was like, yeah, uh, fuck it. Listen, I had no shame. Zero shame for that shit. Like, That's how I paid off my uh, our, our credit card debt. It was like two credit cards. We're going to spend the next six months just not paying for Comcast and rent um, <laughs> and get that under our belt before get that we under do control. Anything Absolutely. Else. Um, anyway, weird diversion this morning. I feel like this was a, a response to us having three people and also not being like none of us are like itching to talk about the stuff we got today. Yeah. This is just one of those things that happens sometimes. It's a weird week. It's a weird week. I feel like things could have broken different, and I would have been a little happier with games. Like if, like if Best Buy sent you a collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077, and you could question whether you want to play it. Pre- have you seen all these people getting these collector's no, editions? No, is, is it like out in the world now? Yeah, to the point, did huh. you read that shitty statement that uh Oh, I did see that. Is that why out? they put out that, that shitty statement? Yes, they, um, I don't have it in front of me if you want to pull it up. It's like half funny and then like morbid to a, to a degree that is like maybe not, uh, they made like a, not a COVID joke, but like a COVID despair sort of joke that was, I don't know. It yeah. Maybe it's because anything they do, you just meet with a certain amount of, uh, skepticism that even when they're trying to be funny, you can't help but sort of like roll your eyes. Um, yeah, uh, I think the, the irony, that especially people- for their social media team, which is yes. like really stepped in it of like <laughs> has really put however that game turns out, you know, we'll know more about that next week. But I think the like the earned bad will that they have over the last, you know, 18 months just makes it so immediately they, if they say anything, even if like in, uh, given, uh, uh, a new, a more neutral arbiter, it would, it would be like, oh, what, you know, maybe in bad taste, but like not the end of the world, whereas cyberpunk, it's like, fucking get them, like get them get, get with the knives. Uh, but yeah, a bunch of people have gotten, uh, collector's editions of That's the so funny. Xbox and PlayStation versions and, um. It's like I think that's how we've learned. Like there's like a 60 gig patch for like the day one on the uh, on some of these machines. That's a whole. That's a whole. That's just a whole game. That's Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you you go gold in October. Yeah. Right. Well, that too. But again, it's not a 500 gig. It's not a whole game in the way that the Call of Duty shit is like whatever 250 gigs or whatever that was when that dropped. Um, uh, But yeah, no that that message was basically like. Hey, don't stream or do recordings or anything like that before December 9th. Uh, we will send MaxTac, you know, the guys who take down videos. MaxTac is a thing in the world of cyberpunk. It oh. is, God. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> that, that could be an outside of cyberpunk thing. For You know what I mean? Like, I looked yes. at that and didn't even read it that way. It was just like, oh, sure. That's uh, just like the shitty firm you, that you employ. They're going to send the super cops at you is basically what they <laughs> mean. Uh, uh, which is supposed to be tongue in cheek. But like, yeah. 
when you're the when you're making a game in which the max hack are the baddies, there's a degree to which it's like don't you shouldn't be the people sending them, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and then and then at the end is the thing where it's like we'd love after after that date we'd love for you to stream everything like there's no tomorrow. It's 2020. Who knows? Maybe there isn't. Like okay, wow. let's <laughs> just you're not. You're not Patrick. You're not Cotto. You know what I mean? Like you're, your company. Yeah, yeah. I I just can't. And people are mad at you constantly. So just right. like chill. Just chill. <laughs> Delete that last line. Like everyone just, gets that you're going to send takedown requests for a big story game that yeah. quote unquote gets leaked. Uh, you know, a, a week early. But um, because that's the weird world that we that we live in. But totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So we'll see how how that game shakes out. God, next week, huh? Seven days from today, it's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, today as of recording uh, by the time by the time people are hearing this it will be out the 10th right is that when that's when yeah it's that's right out? that's right so is it, i guess maybe that's like what wednesday night when, when does new zealand get it <laughs> right exactly maybe that's why that's that's probably why that streaming uh thing they said was the was like the night of the ninth or whatever probably when because. does new zealand get it dot com um is that does that not work no apparently not <laughs> mm. okay well oh well Good try, good hustle. Um, uh, that doesn't mean we didn't play anything this week, though. Uh, uh, I think I think maybe Patrick, the biggest thing you and I both dipped into. I don't know, Kata, if you've had a chance to play, was Immortals: Phoenix Rising, um, a game that last week we were like, "Hey, is that? There's reviews for that now. Okay, how is that? What's going on with that?" Um, uh, and that, for people who don't remember, is a kind of colorful Greek mythology-inspired open-world game from Ubisoft. Um, that is uh, that when it first debuted two years ago, I think that the the vibe was like, hey, they're taking some of their their Assassin's Creed Odyssey kind of stuff and leaning even further in that direction. And then as we started to see more and more of the game, it became very much like, oh, this is Ubisoft chasing Breath of the Wild um, uh, in terms of open world design and stuff like that. Um, and I there is like a real when I'm playing this game. I really turn into like the the most generic video game critic, like fans of the genre. Except not even I, I'm not saying that this is for fans of the genre. In fact, I'm saying maybe this is not for fans of the genre. But it's <laughs> well, it depends, like, on, it depends on what you mean by genre, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I end up I end up feeling very like there is something about this game that makes me think about it in a very generic way, where I'm just like. Yeah, I don't know. Like the characters are there, everything is happy. It works. Like it works. I, I'm not. I'm not especially enjoying myself during this. But, but you're not it, offended by it, which in some a, ways is like a is like a worse place for it to like, like yeah, to, to, to land. I, yeah, because it means that I think it's it, it's a fairly bland open world game in the style of Breath of the Wild. I put I don't know four or five hours into five, something like that four or five hours, maybe a little bit more than that. I went back to it um, uh, two nights ago after thinking I was done with it um, and, and put some more time in. Uh, and when we say it's like Breath of the Wild, I think what we mean is big open world. You get abilities fairly early on. It has what, a stamina meter. Has a stamina meter. Um, you're cl- you're the stamina sort meter. Sort of. You can you can't you could just keep eating potions and make that yeah. stamina meter uh, rendered meaningless. You want to climb that? You giant get those thing way faster in the, in the least efficient yeah. way possible. Well, just e- keep eating these stamina potions while you're climbing, which is I, which again like that's. Uh, yeah, th- that is by design. That's like in it, Zelda it, too. It's just it felt like it was a thing in Zelda where like you had to spend time to like. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to. A, really, what it comes down to is 
the entire process for me from I want to climb this thing. I don't have what I need for it. Let me go get some stamina mushrooms and and stuff, cook up some meals, come back, do it. It felt like a journey and felt like it like very charming to me because you have all these little moments of Breath of the Wildness happening. You get the little musical number when you when you cook. You know, you're finding the stamina stuff and it feels cool to be like, oh, that's that stamina fish. Whereas here it's like blue mushrooms give you stamina. They're everywhere. Hit triangle to get the blue mushrooms, then hit right on the D-pad to eat the blue mushrooms. It's very quick. Also it's open these chests seamless. and these chests in this world also have mushrooms that you can yes. then go put in this this uh, a potion mix and there will be some equivalent of the yeah. look at this uh, cute character doing the mix and then like, ooh, uh, backing off because ah, it smells kind of toxic while you're while you're making like there's all they, they really try and hit beat. It's like it's, uh, I'm not offended by the game. I think it's fine. Yeah. There are moments like that where the what you're chasing feels it's like less egregious to have a stamina meter and a world that feels very much like Breath of the Wild because I think more games should rip off Breath of the Wild yeah. and uh, and and be should be egregious about it, and then go go their own way. The thing that like actually kind of bothered me was like trying to go for the same sort of cutesy. We're cooking, and uh, here's like a, a a goofy little animation that tries to lend some character to the you know the the fairly bland main character that you're playing as. Um, I mean, you can create your own character, but there's not a lot of personality um imbued in them and they like that's where a lot of the personality comes out of a voiceless character in breath of the wild and here they're a voice character with also these sort of like generic uh emotive sequences that that's the stuff i was like ah it feels like you're grasping at like how what are the other things we could take from breath of the wild when um it it could have gone its own way or or just just let me make it in the thing and move on i don't need the goofy animated (laughs) sequence yeah and you can button through but it like buttons through the stages of it i don't know if you notice this all i haven't even tried yeah so there's like a there's like a you know you you, you, set the game up a little bit you are like i said it's pulling off of uh greek mythology typhon um uh who is the i want to say brother of zeus or uh, uh he's not a titan because he wants to he wants to resurrect the titans um uh but Typhon, um, who is this giant, uh, uh, wants to kill all the Olympian gods and remake the world in his image, has successfully done that for the most part. Uh, and I guess in a last act of desperation, Zeus goes uh, to talk to Prometheus, who I guess has the ability to kind of tell stories um, uh and make them real. Like, I don't know how, I don't know if what we're doing is real or not, or if he's just hypothetical, like if the whole game is a hypothesis, you know, like, well, hypothetically this could help us. Uh, but it well, cause like the, way the, fr- the way, cause the way he pitches it to, to Zeus is sort of like, no, there, there is someone who can, because Zeus wants, right. Wants his help. And, and he's like, well, no, actually there's a hero among the mortals that can right. actually do this for us. And let me tell you their story. And then like the whole conceit of the game is that there is narration, you know, placed over uh, your playthrough yes. that is about. Your so it's actions. these two characters bickering. It's Zeus and Prometheus, kind of bickering and bantering, uh, describing the actions that you're doing uh, nonstop in the intro, and then like it slows down a little bit. I'd say once you get to the like, the actual big open world area um, uh, that's connected to like the mainland. Um, but it's still pretty like every event has them saying some shit. Anytime Any sort of like main story sequence has yes. has something where they are butting in and the the tone it's something where i can i understand what they were going I for i can like i can imagine the i can yeah. imagine the pitch from someone being like hey 
that, you know, we're going to, um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, the people generally think like the Olympians are like enormous pieces of shit and mm-hmm. like treated themselves, the people around them and the mortals um, like garbage. And so what if we did that? And it was like a little cartoonish and it's like they're going to have like some banter between others. It's going to be a little witty. Like it's the we're not going to do God of War. We're going to do God of War, but like, you know, not quite Saturday morning cartoon, not quite South well, no, Park, like, like somewhere immediately in between. Zeus is jealous that you're the main character's brother fucked Achilles better than him. So yes. it's not. Not like it's because that's the thing is like an hour and I'm like I guess this is like good Breath of the Wild for for kids but like there's a lot of fuck jokes in this game yeah and but maybe they're framed in a way where it's supposed to be like the parents will get it but the kids it go, won't, it, yeah I don't I don't know? think like a five or six year old yeah. is gonna play this and like pick you know pick but up also on I should be clear I don't think it's like sexy or horny it's no. very this is very old man mad that he was worse in the sack than someone else vibes it just happens to be old man who's mad that his gay sex with achilles wasn't as good and so it's like it's it's a tired formula but it's also i think that there's going to be people who respond to it just by the nature of them willing to have like gay relationships it's it's different briefly right away you know um i just i just didn't find i just don't think it's particularly funny Um, no i don't think it's particularly funny or or particularly like it's not character it's not Good character work, nor is it great punchlines, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't like it's it's not adding anything to the game. If anything, it's it's like meaningfully subtracting where I could if I could just play the game with that stuff turned off, at least so far, I didn't play as much as I played like four or five hours. I don't know that I've learned anything from their band. Like I could just be playing the game and progressing. Yeah, and have I learned anything. Um huh. They're, yeah, it's more like a DVD commentary track, but it is. not from the people who made the game. No, just from no. two people like watching riff tracks it. or it's like riff tracks or MSC3K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but that uh, and the thing is, like on paper, I think I say yes to that. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's, oh, that I, 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 again, like I see how we yeah. get to like someone being like, yeah, that's going to be a unique spin, and like that's going to like ground the player and like give them some storytelling in an open world where they are kind of doing their yeah. own thing, and we're not. It's not always going to be cutting to a cutscene, even though they have that stuff here with characters, you know. But so again, it's it's yeah. weird because it doesn't work for me. But like I, I I sort of appreciate like in the way that uh, the little animation in the potion makes me cringe. This stuff it still makes me cringe. But like I appreciate the swing. Like they, yeah, I see what they were going for. They went for a thing. It's it's unique. I haven't seen it done like this in in particularly many games. So even though like it's it's I I, I kind of tune it out as I'm playing. Um, yeah. At least comes across as one of the more uh, interesting aspects of of what they tried to imbue the game with. Yeah. So you know, you you end up on this island. Everyone here is turned to stone. You find your brother's sword, which was a gift from Achilles that he got. Uh, the the joke is um, after the first joke about this is like based on his success in a battlefield. Definitely not in bed. Definitely mm. not in bed. Uh, and then they return to it and make it extremely explicit. <laughs> not extremely explicit, but extremely clear. Um, explicit means something else there. Um, and you're, you set off to try to rescue everyone who's been who's been turned to stone. You realize that Typhon, this this uh, you know ancient giant monster, has been doing all this shit. Uh, and you eventually kind of make your way to, from this like this shipwrecked place to a mainland, and you end up. Uh, uh, meeting uh, some some other you know Greek myth- mythological figures, um, getting a cool bird. Did you get the bird, Patrick? Yes. Okay. No. Wait. 
Oh, the, the bird that's dying and that you have yeah, to go. Yeah, you gotta resurrect it. I, and then, that's the last thing. Okay. That's the I needed the, the last quest that okay. I. Well, like, you, I end up getting a, distracted with a bunch of side stuff. Get it? It's a phoenix, so mm-hmm. it comes back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's not. It might not be a phoenix, but it definitely comes back to life and is covered in fire. So that to me sounds like a phoenix. A Does that give phoenix. you a new ability? Yeah, you can like um, among the abilities that you have. This one lets you hold L one and hit. I guess whatever. What am I playing this on? I'm playing this on PS5. Hit circle uh, uh, to like make it harass an enemy and like shoot it with like like charge down into it, like dive bomb it. Basically, it's okay. like one of the many attacks you can unlock that I don't necessarily know that the game does a good job of explaining why it's different than any other you attack. Can, you can also this part is so strange. This uh, once you get into like once you get like two hours in and the world kind of opens up and you can like continue the story stuff and the game seems to like want you to like funnel a certain way and then you know get distracted along the way I ended up just doing a bunch of side stuff just to like see how the upgrade mm-hmm. trees work like it opens up like a shitload of stuff immediately yeah. like you uh you go to this like I don't know what like Hall of the Gods or something which is like this little kind of like centralized place that you have like this is where you upgrade your stamina by getting this collectible this is where you upgrade your health by getting this collectible this is where you <laughs> make your potions by getting these collectibles like it's all those little stations and it's one of the areas you can fast travel to um and one of the areas where you can uh upgrade like your your like your 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 weapons or your your personal skill sets um there's just like, I mean, there's like quite literally like 25 skill trees just right off the bat. <laughs> None of it's blocked off. I mean, obviously you have to go down paths to get mm-hmm. to things, but it's just like, here's like 25 different things, like your sword, your, your, your axe. Like those are two like basic weapons you get, um, uh, you can like have at all times. There's just like a ton of things. And it's, it's just strange because usually games will like keep you in a tiny funnel and then slowly open you up. And then they're like, all right, go wild. Like at this point, we've, you've probably figured out how you want to play and uh, you can just kind of figure out how you want to spec from here. Here, they're just like, here's all of them, thus making it very difficult to figure out what you should even in invest in because you have like 25 options. It's like, I don't know. Do I want like 20% damage on the combo finisher right. or do I want um, like better stun on the arrow power up, or you can spend that those upgrade points of which there are like a thousand different Types, things to collect yeah. to upgrade. Um, to get like brand new powers, like one of the ones you get, the first ones you get is a uh, um, uh, these fit, you know, these uh, uh, like armbands that allow you to pick up rocks and chuck them to do like the same equivalent thing that they have in in Breath of the Wild. Um. But then you can also like just buy new up like new on that spoke where you're like hitting uh, L1 and I think I'm hitting circle and it shoots these spikes out of the ground that like do almost an instant like, stun to yeah, enemies. Yeah. Um, and it's very useful. Like, uh, but it also seems like the kind of meaningful upgrade that you would find at the end of a dungeon and you get rewarded for. And the game's just like, ah, I don't know, put six points yeah. into that and you can have like well, this really major meaningful upgrade immediately. And that made me realize that like there's a degree to which you then can't build the shrines in that game around having those things because mm. okay so in breath of the wild on the great on, on the plateau you get all your abilities right you right. get or just about i don't think you get maybe you don't get cryonis there maybe you get cryonis somewhere else no you get this four you get cryonis there no you get them yeah, all yeah, right Stasis, Is that it? Cryonis. Oh, you don't get you don't get the photography that's the only yeah. thing you don't get that's in that list of things right um so yeah you get stasis cryonis with the bombs right yeah. And is there anything else? Magnesis. Magnesis. Um, you can magnet things. Mm-hmm. Whereas here in the kind of plateau equivalent, the opening little island that you're on, I think the only stuff that you end up getting for sure is the glider 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the the gauntlets, which are sort of like magnesis, because you can kind of pull something towards you, and it looks a lot like a magnesis, but it doesn't control like that. Then you like it's like you pick up boxes and throw boxes and push boxes, right? Yeah. Um, and I th- is that and then and then like you know you have a sword, you have a bow, you have a hammer, uh, which yeah. is like sword sword and hammer are just light attack, heavy attack. Mm-hmm. Um, have the heavy attack does like more stamina damage or or whatever. It like it pushes enemies to being in a stun state quicker, and the sword is quicker is just like a faster damage dealer um um and and yeah which means that like when you get the thing that does the spears in the ground that knock things up or stun them or whatever those can't be used in shrines in the shrine equivalents i'm guessing um unless maybe later they're just shrines you can go into and can't beat because you didn't get that upgrade yet but i really Mm. doubt that i really suspect they're all built around that core set of things because Otherwise, you would have the situation where people can go into a shrine and not be able to complete it. But that means that the shrines end up being not as interesting as I wanted them to be. I mean, like that, that is, I think, whether or not the shrines in Zelda are as exciting or, or interesting for you or not is a big part of whether or not that game works for you because either it's fun to open up the puzzle box and be like what the fuck are they going to give me this time what weird you know puzzle design am i going to hit where i'm going to have to think about using a power in a new way even though it's a power i've had for 30 hours and i just like have forgotten that i could use it this way oh i can use the cryo to like bl- make a a, bl- a stop where this rock is going to you know hit it and then i can un i can break the cryo pillar and the rock is going to fall and da 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 um and in it in in comparison, a lot of the the equivalent things here, which are called vaults, um, uh, are pretty. I, I'm not having a great time with them. Um, I got. Did you get to the one with like the shooting rocks through walls of of other rocks and crates and shit? One. No. There's so many of them; it would be very hard for you to like hit the same. Yeah, ones there's I did. there's like a hand, there's a handful that you you know you, are you're forced to get through in like right. the tutorial section, and then the game. There are like these little. Uh, like kind of r- red rocks that open up in the world that you yeah. jump into, and that's where you at the end you can get what did you get like Zeus's lightning bolts, which are going to then increase lightning your bolts stamina. Or I've gotten started getting Aphrodite's tears. I want to say from one of them. There's basically there's a collectible there's item a that collectible. is then used to, to to infuse a you know an upgrade um for one of the thousand right. things that you can upgrade in the game. But yeah, th- I mean this game has. Puzzles and puzzles and puzzles and puzzles and puzzles. You love puzzles? This game's got puzzles. You want more puzzles? There are more puzzles. And it's not even just the vaults. It's like there are then – There are things called myths, um, which are, are, you know, uh, like one I did uh, last night was uh, there's a statue and the statue is staring at like four tablets that you have to move around to make the image make sense. You know, it's like just shifting around these squares to, to make the four of them line up properly it was like fine like i like you know it was one of those things where it was like i'd rather this was just on an ipad so i could like slide them around and instead i'm like moving this character and like begr- like grudgingly like moving these blocks and like all the puzzles are like are fine whereas the sh- you know there were plenty of just fine shrines in uh, breath of the wild like Good not every rings. shrine was um as huh i said don't you know you know what maybe it's fine to move on fine <laughs> shrines is a good song <laughs> By Purity Ring. It's good. Purity Ring's a good band. They should put out more music. Why haven't they put out more music, Patrick? Is, is this your demand? Yes, they're a little appropriative. Their shit still kind of slaps. It would be cool to have another pure it would be it would be cool to have another Purity Ring album. Is that like your in-person ad? They put out an album like, this <laughs> year. I haven't heard it yet because of COVID. I take it back. Did they pay us about this? Did they pay us for this? No. I Okay. I'm sorry, this is just, I'm this, yelling. This is just, this is just Austin. <laughs> this came out in April. Himself. 
which is also yeah, you could have this right when COVID started. This could have wow. been like also a comfort that album. Gambino album dropped, and I found out about that last week, and I was like, damn, he put out an wait, album. No wait, one what? It. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Probably, like a, probably like a double God. double disc one double double disc LP. Uh, yeah, that was that was in March. She put that out March twenty second. No, bad, <laughs> bad idea. Bad <laughs> idea. I'm not even sure you can blame him at that point. No. Like you know that stuff is decided eighteen months in advance. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, so um, and like the you know the, I think the the, the like where the, the lows of shrines in Breath of the Wild like it has a much uh its floor is a lot higher than Immortals uh, floor, where it's just like a lot of the puzzles are, they seem, yeah, that, okay. The one, I, I the did one a puzzle. I, I, I've not done many that like at the end I go, fuck yeah. Like that was like a really interesting yes. way to play with the abilities I have here. It feels more perfunctory and which is true of like a lot of puzzles in a lot of games. It's just a way of like mixing up what the player is doing. Whereas Breath of the Wild, like really tried to like stretch your brain on, on what was uh, possible with the power sets that you had in front of you. Um, and instead in Immortals, it, you know, at least in, you know, the five hours I played is a lot of like, yep. Okay. That was just a, uh, Kind of like any incidental combat. It's like, yep, that was a combat. Yeah. Yep, that was a puzzle. And, I, and like the highs don't feel all that great. I, I end up often feeling like I can feel the cleverness of the designer in trying to make the thing with the tools that they had. Sure. But that doesn't mean that I feel clever doing the thing. So the example there is this one that this one that I did where uh, I'm inside the kind of shrine space, the vault space, uh, where you, you can't climb on everything. You can't like – you don't have like freedom the way you do outside in the same way. You kind of have to solve their puzzles to move forward. Um, and what was happening is in front of me, there was a gap, like a little chasm, then uh, a pillar or like a long pillar with a bunch of crates and stuff on it. And then there's more stuff behind the crates and stuff, but I can't see beyond the crates and stuff. Then right in front of me is like a little trench. And on the right-hand side, a big boulder will appear, and then it'll roll down the trench. At any point, I can pull a switch, and a big burst of air will shoot through the, the trench, which will then shoot the ball out, uh, shoot the, the big orb out, the sphere, into that big wall of crates, slowly breaking down the wall of crates until finally I can get a, a, uh, one of these things past the wall of crates to the next line, either which is another wall of crates I have to write down, or into a little, a little a different trench where it'll roll into like a stoppy spot where it'll hit a button and it will ad- let me advance further down this like classic little Classic stoppy spot. A classic stoppy spot, <laughs> dungeon design. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't ever want to be, a puzzle for me shouldn't just be, when do I pull the switch? Or especially in this one where it's like, let me just wait and pull the switch again because I have to slowly break my way through these walls. This isn't even a thing where if I do it right the first time, I'm going to land it. I have to just like slow, okay, hit the switch, hit the switch, hit the switch. And that's not a particularly heroic action. I, I can't tell a story about that that sounds fun because it's my character standing in front of a switch, hitting it over and over again. And that's not like a clever use of their powers. That's just the hitting the switch that's just doing the thing that this space was designed for in a way that feels like repetitive and like a factory uh because of the way that it's it, it is just like a bunch of conveyor belts connected to with switches that you're hitting um and that is not a particularly fun thing to do and it doesn't it doesn't narrativize well and I, it doesn't feel like yeah weird uh zeus and zeus zeus shut the fuck up about that prometheus didn't have some fun story about how i stood in place and had a switch 30 times in a row <laughs> um uh 
and at the end of it, I was like, I got a thing. It's fine. I think I might have gotten a, a, a Zeus's lightning bolt or whatever. And it's like, okay, like that. I spent, you know, 15 minutes doing that. I don't feel particularly moved from that. Um, it, it's a very, which is, which is a disappointment because I would love to have another one of these types of games, but that stuff has to be so on point. I feel, I feel a lot like not that this game, I think this game will do well. I think this game will do, uh, I think it's, a, I, think it's a de- I think it's, I think it's a good game that when I think people started, Oh, I want to have the breath of the wild. itch scratched. Um, just by point of comparison that like your expectations start going, even if you're, uh, you know, someone that bounced off Breath of the Wild because of certain like, yeah, you this know, is actually like maybe design a good, choices. a good thing for a lot of people who don't want to deal with, we've said this before, the weather, the, the weather or don't want to deal with weapons breaking. breaking. Yeah, um, totally, totally. This is the numbers go up in this game, baby. Like you have so many <laughs> who wanted a combat system with way more options because that's a focus, a focus here. If you want to invest in the bird that does a dive bomb attack versus doing the, the uppercut knock up, you know, air combat stuff, you can do that. I don't know that the game is particularly hard. I kept going into areas where it was like, listen, turn back. This is not safe for you. And I was like, no, it, I'll be fine. Trust me. And I was fine. Well, especially if you do any <laughs> of the parrying, which, right. it, you know, that, yeah. that's like one of the, you know, Dude, at least one of the interesting. I just, the big axe swings knock people back in such a way that like I was able to clear out trash mobs and hit the main boss in a certain area. I'm sure there was stuff in there that would knock me on my ass that just like out leveled me or whatever. Right. But I was in an area where on screen it was like, you should come back here later. And on, and what I'm doing is like R2, 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 clearing out a huge, like 13 dudes trying to jump me and like this isn't this isn't it you know um which which i guess like speaks to the thing of like my biggest complaint with the combat is like how do you beat a cyclops uh the same way you beat a minotaur the same way you beat uh, a chimera you lock onto it you hit r2 to lower its stamina or break its guard uh you sidestep and hit the square button to do an instant dodge uh, which puts you in witch time from uh, Bayonetta, where everything slows down for a minute, and you can get a bunch of good hits in. Um, and then, and then you hit R one a bunch to do extra damage, and you you've won that fight. There are like some diff- slight differences with certain enemies, but it feels very like it's like that moment where you start to think for yourself in in a Dark Souls game, like oh, I just get get at their ankles, I just get in the, in there at their ankles, and there it's all the same. Except that in the Souls games, you like they mix it up occasionally <laughs> you know you don't only do that in bloodborne yeah, they, eventually they, they, they just they have they have uh, enemies that. with like a larger sweep that's going to punish you because yes. you're being lazy yeah. um <laughs> and trying to apply the the same thing and you know maybe this game has equivalents of of that i as bet it, it does. goes 100 percent. i just haven't seen them yet you know um but yeah it, it is my guess is yeah i think go with i guess the thing with this game is going with like the right expectations because if you're just going in to scratch the breath of the wild itch well like there are certain indications that that game that sequel is coming out next spring and so maybe just like go play the game again because it's been four years and Shit, uh really? you know uh that's the it? rumor yeah, right? oh are you saying it's been four years or you, oh which yeah. one it's been four yeah. years but, well, sequel both, comes honestly out i hadn't i hadn't heard about that yet it's been it's been th- th- hmm has it been four it'll be four this spring right yeah, is that, right? that, that was my that was right, my thought right, right. that like because yeah. that wasn't because that was yeah. the yeah because that game came out in March after we launched, launched. yeah and so um Fuck. yeah I, well I yeah I, it's I suspect all of this March thirty first nonsense that Nintendo is engaging in has something to do with uh you know a, a Breath of the Wild and possibly another Switch and all that stuff happening in the in the spring so you heard it here first folks You're yeah here. De- yeah write it up aggregate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> That's Patch no sourcing. 
I've, yeah, Patrick Klepik reports from his ass uh, that um, Breath of the Wild two in the in the spring. Anyway, uh, um, the yeah, the thing that I realized while playing it was very much if I didn't write about why I liked Breath of the Wild, which which is a process by which you get very close to why you like something. Um, I may have come into this thinking I would have really liked it and then learned what it was about Breath of the Wild I really liked because of its the differences with this. That to me does not... Well, it's especially you know we were I talking mean? about... Yeah, I, I, and I think uh, when we were talking about like the PlayStation 5 activities and the, the notion of friction, yeah. this game, um, not surprising for something from Ubisoft that is... You know, Breath of the Wild is such an interesting game in the same way that we talk about the Souls games in that like... It's a game with a lot of friction that ended up having mass appeal in a way that you might not have expected. Like every Zelda game is going to be big, but like Breath of the Wild, and especially the ways that it asks of the player in a way that maybe not necessarily a game of that scale would, um, and it just happened to resonate. Um, the uh, Immortals takes a takes a look at some of those friction points and says, "Well, you know, how can we take some of the, the some of the fun stuff from Breath of the Wild, like climbing everywhere? You can climb everywhere in this game, and it's got stamina, even if the stamina is rendered about irrelevant as long as you're you know preparing properly. Um, but it's still fun to." like navigate your way up a space yep. and have some sort of pushback. Like there is still some pushback. Like there's a stamina meter that is going down. You're thinking about that as you're going from one outcrop to the next. Um, the fact that it's a big open world that you can glide around to, although often, I don't know if you get like an upgrade that makes yourself go faster, but it's often there the case. Is, like There is, there's okay. like a hold down square to go into like zoom mode. It also costs less stamina in that mode, which is interesting. Huh. It's like, it's like you're cruising much faster. It's super cheap. You should get that upgrade if you keep playing this game. All right, I should because I would often what happened like was I like jump points. off from a from a high point and <laughs> just watching the number to the objective go was like because like you can't there's no um you can't like swoop and then like go faster like right. there's no there's nothing to do in the air to like to manipulate. It actually, that's one thing I really wish this game had more of was like I wish there was a little more dynamism in the flying. Where like, hey, can I can I swoop down, come back up, yeah. and it gain speed? It feels uh, like I don't want to be in this game because it really, I tried a couple of times to be like, oh, maybe I can dive you know, bomb I can draft. and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and you can dive bomb like you, but it's but it's literally just there for like, oh shit, you're almost out of stamina. Do you want to dive to the ground so you don't <laughs> take like like. Eat shit as you as you fall fall to to, to the grass um but i often found myself because it was so slow to go forward flying i was like well i'll just jump off because it looks cool and the game is like and you have a, really pretty have a, the world itself is gorgeous or something where you'll just hop on yes. a mount and and, roll. and the mounts are extremely fast yes um, exactly let me let me please though mount the bear like i don't know why i have to stealth attack the bear yeah um i <laughs> so in this game you come across you know, like wild stallions, horses, and if you sneak up uh, around them, there's like a little exclamation meter that goes off. It's like the horses have noticed you, and all you have to do is like wait like a half a beat, and then you can just go up to them, hit triangle, and it's like, you tamed them! It's, Did I? Okay, all right. Um, and then they become a permanent mount where you just have to hold triangle to summon them like wherever you are not like you have a lot of powers that one's not particularly explained of like why you could just like own animals and summon them at will and begin riding them as you're as you're going from one place to the next but it's fucking cool um and i got a horse and i was like oh maybe this is just a game where you can get all sorts of weird animals in the in out in this space and i see this bear and i'm gonna 
climb up. To, I'm going to sneak up to this bear. I got really close, and then I was waiting for the exclamation mark to come out where I was going to have to be quiet and hide in this bush. And instead, the game was just like, would you like to hit triangle to to murder the shit out of this bear? And I was like, aw. And then I looked on my, my in the menu that's like, there are um, daily and weekly quests sure that you can uh, get in this mm. game um, from a from a big board uh, in the in the center of town. It's like and Destiny One style bounties. It's just like <laughs> yeah, and there and there are like countdowns on. There's yep. like ones that are there are ones that are permanent. They're just like whenever you log in, you can just slowly tick away at them. It's um, you know go find five chests, go find six of a certain upgrade, and one of them is just kill animals. Just kill them like these bears wow. aren't doing shit to anybody no. and this game also has the um as day night cycle and has like the red moon equivalent in yeah. breath of the wild where things get like a little little wilder out there um and this one is just you'll just be walking around it gets dark and the bears become murderous and red for some reason Demon but at bears. least then I, th- I felt better about going and like ticking the number up it was like all right well this bear has got fire on its ass and now it's it's really trying to kill me so i'm gonna go ahead and you know get this 10 animal kill number up to 10 and it's like the first quest you can get it like is. it's like hey you want to kill 10 animals like not really is that uh, why should i do that or d- give me whole, uh, i guess oh are they are they cursed? Are they possessed? No. Like, am I? Am, no, they're just bears. <laughs> Not kill ten enemies, of which there are plenty. Not kill yeah. ten demon bears. There are like de- there are demonic bears, and there are when the when the, when right. the red moon comes out. That's a demon no. bear, and like I get it. I'll do that occasionally when I'm exploring, and I see a demon bear. I will save this land from these demon bears. And there are like go kill twenty ghost soldiers or whatever those uh, things are called. Like I get that, yeah. but why is the first thing in this game the first quest you grab? <laughs> Go slaughter ten animals, and the whole framing of the game is the gods are pricks. Yeah, and like oh, that's why you should. That's why. Uh, <laughs> but it's not. It's not really. I guess. I guess. The gods but you're are like, good. Go kill ten animals for us. We'll give yeah. you twenty gems or, or whatever the reward is for those. Quests. I don't even know you what know, the reward if, is for those quests. I don't it's, even it's, know. Yeah. It, it's one of like 30 gems that you can't keep track of. And then just occasionally the game would be like, you can go upgrade something. It's like, oh, okay. okay yeah, I'll, I'll go back to that. The Let me upgrade the sword and, this bow. Actually, yes. it's like you can go upgrade that. Like I don't use the bow enough. I don't want. I'm gonna save these for the sword. The or The bow hammer. does so little damage. I guess um, if we upgraded it, it would be better. But <laughs> well, and they tr- and they try and they almost like understand that. Like the game almost communicates. Like well, you're probably not gonna want to upgrade this bow. But the uh, like the upgrade gem for the bow and what's the other one? There's like a yellow one that's specific to the bow. Oh, you're right. It's it's the bow and the, is it like how many potions you can carry? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. How much you can carry. And like, you can only use this upgrade gem on those. So even though you're like, I'd much rather upgrade my ax, the game's like, no, 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 no. You should think about upgrading the bow, and like you upgrade the, that's a smart design thing. It is. And like, but you upgrade the potion sack (laughs) once and then be like, I really don't need like more than eight health potions at least like you know with the level of the the enemies at the moment um yeah it's uh yeah i don't want to think about playing this game where i'm like oh i'm so glad i had 16 potions that's a different game with that that's bloodborne now i'm describing bloodborne (laughs) the point i'm like i needed 16 potions for this fight (laughs) um uh well it's just like weird the way like the game communicates like you'll you uh you know what happens like whenever you get to like a lookout point and it's like hold r3 and like you know go into you know, you have a telescope vision and you can mark things on, on the map, which is just I don't find I didn't find that process particularly fun um, where like you're scanning around and then the controller vibrates a little bit. And then like the 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 reticle like starts 
uh, kind of like flashing, the closer you are to something where you can then hit R2 and it reveals it on the map. And you can stumble across things. And the game's architecture uh-huh. and geometry is built that you can often tell, oh, this looks like a spot where a chest might be, or, oh, this looks like where some combat might be. And so you don't have to engage with that, but the game very much is like, yeah, just like, you want to know where the different, like, you want to know where an epic chest is? And I say that because it marks it as an epic chest, which usually Mm. just communicates there's going to be a fight and a puzzle. And then some of them are just a fight and others are just a puzzle, but an epic chest, hey, buddy. You got to open that epic chest. I I also just want to say briefly that I think it's like, it's one of those things where, or a part of the thing that I think is interesting here is, I think that this is a game that can very clearly illustrate the ways in which the past year that Ubisoft has had could go away in the public consensus or public discourse instantly. Because unlike sure. Watch Dogs, which is dealing with issues of you know uh, the abuse of the by the powerful, blah blah blah, and unlike Valhalla, which was directly connected to one of the big oustings. Uh, after it came to light uh, what his his misdeeds were, it this is a game that does not have that sort of direct connection to the scandals and the questions of power in the same way. It's so it's so cartoonish and bright uh, that it's easy to be like, who made this? No one made this. I don't have to worry about what the conditions <laughs> were that this was made. <laughs> um, and and so we, we we should pause for a second and and, and remind folks that like stuff at Ubisoft has been rough for the last uh, question mark, question mark, question mark for probably for a long time. Probably for a decade. Uh, yeah, and it's only, <laughs> and maybe longer than that. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but, but it's come to light um, in the last year the degree to which uh, the company has been rife with issues of sexual harassment, uh, you know, uh, racial discrimination, and and uh, you know, if not outright hate speech, then the sort of the sort of stuff that makes people deeply uncomfortable, um, you know, sexual misconduct um, more broadly, um, uh, misogyny and homophobia and everything else, uh, uh, by their own internal metrics, um, and, and and you know, post post crisis. Uh, internal conversations, which are always even then underreported in some ways, um, and so and so, you know, it's it's one of those things. Where they're like, man, it's so easy to imagine a year from now, no one brings this shit up, um, and and it's not clear if Ubisoft has has fixed its messes yet, right? I know there are people there for a fact who are working on trying to make that place a better place to work. Um, well, also, how do you measure that, right? Like the, totally. the way a, the way a Titanic sized ship uh, pivots is one measured not over days weeks, months, but years. And so on one, it's like, it's very easy to fall into the trap of, well, okay, when the next Ubisoft game comes out in the spring, well, like how, how are we supposed to measure whether things are materially better? There hasn't been a Kotaku article that, you know, uh, that tells me how to feel. And so I guess I'll just keep on keeping it. You know, there's not, a, there's not a, a status. There's right. not a game. doesn't come out in the, in the front of each new game and be like, here's how, you know, here's how we've addressed things uh, uh, going forward. Yeah. And so also I want to update. They did finally stitch Eve's into that, that one summer event pre watchdogs and stuff. Wow. Oh, like I, the, and the, the YouTube yeah, video uh-huh, the archive. Uh-huh. He's at the front. He's, he's not the very front. He's like stitched into the middle somewhere. Which is huh, which okay. is like like before the countdown ends, which is where I went to check the last time I went to check, and he was not there. And now they they've put him in where he should have been to begin with. That's that's not points in their favor, but someone's someone is paying attention and is like, yeah, we should we need to go back and make sure that works, make sure that that's where that's supposed to be. So uh, credit to whoever whoever did that. I I don't know how many people are going to see it at this point, but I'd rather it be there than not. Um, well, and it's all it's also the case that in. Um 
in the world that we're in of of COVID where, you know, I'm not like particularly upset of not going to like events like E3, but those are moments where executives right. are forced to do interviews by the nature of the circus. Mm-hmm. And uh, COVID has created in an industry where there is already a distinct lack of access because there is no culture or regulations in, in, in enshrining it, um, you are sort of left to the whims of, of norms. And like when you have an E3, occasionally you will get a, an outlet that has an interview with an executive. Like, you know, you get to talk to Reggie or, you know, someone else gets to talk to, to, um, to, to you know, heads of Ubisoft. And that just doesn't, that's just not happening right now. Cause there's no expectation that like he needs to go out and answer to anybody. And so that's all, it's like, it's hard to measure, what what we should be measuring, how to measure it, how to feel about that as like an, an injury observer, mm-hmm. a critic, a reporter, a consumer. And then even just the perfunctory stuff where it's like, look, man, even if you can't give us good answers, we just want to like hold your feet to the fire and make you feel like shit for a little for a little <laughs> while. Like even that stuff, which does, like it may not change things, but it can make you feel good to just like make someone rich and powerful, like feel uncomfortable for a little while. Mm-hmm. That even that stuff doesn't um, exists. Like he's the only times he comes out to talk is a performative, uh, video that it may or may not is attached to the thing is actually, people are actually walking or an investor call in which that stuff's just not going to be meaningfully brought up. Um, or at least not to the degree that is going to be, I think, satisfactory to, um, folks like ourselves trying to, to hold them accountable for it. Yeah, totally. Um, before we go to break, I just want to hit one more. Go ahead. Kata. Uh, I just um, I had a thought about this game, especially in relation to Genshin, just kind of mm-hmm. hearing y'all talk about it. It feels like it's interesting to see two games that take uh, notes from Breath of the Wild, but it feels like they've kind of tackled it, tackled the, the way they've um, uh, taken their influence in, in two different ways, like where Genshin felt like they were interested in the kind of systemic interactions in that game and then like blew that out into their whole combat system. This feels like it's taking kind of more of the structural things of like movement through the Mm -hmm. stuff. And like, it's interesting to see how that has played out in like, what was really interesting about breath of the wild was kind of obviously all of these things meshing really well, but like how certain things that you pick out won't stand on their own kind of. Um, Right. And I, I'm curious to see how how this ends up shaking out. Like, I do think there could be a big audience for this. Um, I do think that there could be a lot of people who, like like we were talking about before, don't don't like the friction of Breath of the Wild or want more to invest in. You know, in terms of having progression systems and stuff. Yeah, just more um, structures. Like, totally. I, give me, a and they thing might end up really to, liking to, this. I don't know yeah. if the writing will will mesh with them. Uh, it might. Um, uh, but 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 I do think. That like there's a the, an interesting thing here is like you know Assassin's Creed Valhalla was very well received. Um, mm. A thing I didn't see much of in the reviews or conversation around that game were like I wish this was more like Breath of the Wild. Um, sure. And so I don't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I feels like right. they found a formula that has a big audience. I don't know if this is going to give them a different audience. I don't know how big that audience is, um, or if that audience's needs have already been met in, in some ways uh, this year. So right. I don't know. We'll if see. it hues too oh, close one, to oh. to the way that Breath of the Wild did, but then like only reminds you of Breath of the Wild instead of enjoying yeah. the thing itself, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, one small aside: I was part of a 
um, this Apple event earlier this week where uh, I spoke to a bunch of developers who were getting some uh, awards. And the, the through line I had was asking different developers about like, what is it like to make a hit game during COVID? How did that change um, various aspects of your development? And there are a lot of interesting surprises. I'll have a story probably next week about that. But um, I actually had a chance to talk with some of the folks in, in charge of uh, Genshin Impact, um, more on like the comms and marketing side as opposed sure. to, to the development. But I, you know, I asked them, I was like, oh, you know, what was it like to make, you know, that a game that was just like a big hit, but, you know, you're doing, you know, some of the hardest parts of game development is like the end sprint where you are doing the bug fixing and the polishing and and a lot of the QA stuff that is invisible to a lot of players unless they encounter it, but it's like really, really difficult stuff that happens like right towards the end. And to do that remotely has been one of the big challenges of COVID. Um, and like I talked to all sorts of different <laughs> developers that gave me lots of interesting anecdotes about like how fucking challenging it was to do that in 2020. And then I asked them, they're like, well, um, we locked down for like a couple of weeks and then it was just gone and we just went back to work and like everyone's pretty healthy and good and like things are just back to normal here and that's you know it was like they they were almost like taken aback by the notion of like what was the their they said their challenge was like i don't know the game got delayed internally by a couple of weeks but otherwise uh they just like went back to normal it's like oh i mean yeah problems with china but also like they're not alone in having like functionally responded to something like this. And it's like, Oh, he just like went back to like your normal life a couple of weeks later. Right. Like I hold out my, my hope of like, maybe my mom gets the vaccine cause she's old. And that means my kids could go back to daycare like in February. I don't know. God. Ugh. What a, what a nightmare. What a nightmare mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And, um, the thing I wanted to quickly say before before break or the, the the quick game I want to hit hit <clears throat> um because I don't think I don't have a ton of thoughts on them and they're not particularly positive and I don't want to really there's no reason to linger on it because it's not like a big game that anyone really cares too much about uh is is Chronos um God what is the full name of this game Chronos oh I've gotten lots of emails about before this before the ashes by Gunfire mm-hmm. Games um which I think if you just saw it on steam or epic or whatever you'd be like oh this is another game by the remnant from the ashes people it looks like it's a prequel it looks like they're doing like a dark soulsy thing more so even than remnant because it's like a it's not a shooter it's a third person action adventure game um and and you know third person rpg action rpg uh and uh cool maybe they'll make a really good one of those and like there's two answers to this one is like no, it's kind of like workmanlike at best, and some of the art, some of the art design is really good, uh, but the story is nothing, and the combat is like mediocre at best. And the second answer is this is a port of a VR game. This is mm-hmm. Kratos, their VR game from four or five years ago now, uh, but but with some updates and changes. Uh, some some you know uh, sw- switches in the level not the level design but the way you progress from space to space um, a, a, an actual third person camera instead of the kind of they had like a fixed cam setup in the original uh, version of this sort of like a Resident Evil thing um, and and it's just like it's I, I'm glad it's out there for the Remnant super fans who wanted to see like it's in the same world as Remnant it is a prequel to Remnant and so mm-hmm. I think there is like value in that if that's a thing that you are a like died in the wool super fan but you know i'm pretty high on that game and i'm not even gonna come back to this because i don't think that it's 
It doesn't have it. It like doesn't. There's too many enemies I can kill by just hitting R2 over and over again because they get caught in a stun lock animation and backed against the wall and they can't get out of out of that. And that is just like you can't allow me to do that in a game that's supposed to make me think of the way the Souls combat works. So go back and listen to the last three weeks of the way yeah. we've been talking about Demon Souls. And it's just like I you really need to to harness some some really smart design around the, the way enemies work and stuff. Um, there's like a couple of tiny fun or interesting twists. Every time you die in this game, you age up by a year. Um, and at age <laughs> at every decade, you start at like 18. And when you hit 20 and then 30, 40, 50, etc., you get a perk that you can choose from from a set of three every decade. Um, uh, and I think the way that it was presented was eventually. Is there a, ca- is there a cap on that? Do I don't know. Die? I don't know. <laughs> but I haven't. I've only I'm only in my mid 20s still. So I don't have no idea. Um, uh, I've gotten to the second boss at this point. Uh, I th- beat beat Kronos before your actual real life age challenge. Oh, that's Go. good. That's fun. Um, <laughs> it's doable. It's doable for sure. Um, the there aren't a lot of weapons. Uh, oh, the thing that happens when you get older is eventually your as so you stop being able to put points when you level up into strength or agility, and then mm. which are your your damage stats, and then. Uh, it starts to, uh, I believe it starts to take them away, but puts points into Arcane, which is your magic stat as you get older and wiser. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I think it's like the fiction is like you spend that year training. Like you die and then in the fiction, before you teleport back, you're like in uh, – that year powers you up somehow. I don't think it's like you go home right. to train, but like I don't know if you're in a, a hyperbolic time chamber style thing. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what the lore master said at the very start of the game because it was hours <laughs> ago. Uh, but but did seem to suggest, hey, by the way, when you're an adventurer, this is a thing that happens. Um, and and I don't know. It's fine. It's it's again. I think the character design, like the enemy design stuff, is neat. I think the, the level design is not great, but the there are some clever little bits. Um, I hit a thing. Um, it, it, you could tell it's a VR game because because there are moments when it's very clear you're supposed to like look around it, for for clues um, and like find, for instance. Um, there's like a mirror that you can walk into that's like a teleporter uh, in this game. And early on, or like not early on, but in front of it, there is a uh, there are a bunch of like puzzle blocks that you kind of rotate to have different letters on them, different letters in this language you don't know. And it's almost like dialing a Stargate code to tell you where the the uh, mirror is going to teleport you to. And that can teleport you to some interesting places uh, in a way that like, is not just I'm teleporting from it's not just shortcuts around the level. Um, I'll, I'll spoil one little bit of it, which is that like you find an adjoining um, mirror inside of a cabinet in a library, uh, and it's like a little one. And so when you go in and you dial that in, and then you walk through the mirror, it puts you through the little mirror, and you're a little person. You're just a little like action figure sized person now fighting like wind up toy soldiers inside of this bookcase surrounded by these big books and stuff. And like, that's like a really neat moment. That's like a really good level design moment that comes from this being a VR game and them wanting to play with scale and stuff like that. And so like, it was interesting (laughs) to see how that stuff like turned out to create some of the best moments of this thing. Um, Mm. But it's just not there otherwise. And it's like 26 bucks or it might be 30 bucks uh, when it's not on sale. And that's too much money for what this is. Um, I you know I think that if it was like ten bucks maybe, but for thirty bucks, like 
there are so many other things that have taken inspiration from Souls that do a little bit more. Um, whether that's the Neo series, who like really pushes the combat a lot, and you can like if you haven't played that, go play that. Or like I revisited Ashen this week, and I still really like Ashen, uh, and think that that game like is not as good as any of the FromSoft games, but is is really heartfelt and really has like this other doing sense its own of thing. community. Yeah, absolutely, totally. And like compared to this, I think it's just like a few steps ahead. So there's stuff out there. In the genre, if that's what you want, um, but but you don't necessarily need to spend thirty bucks for this uh, to 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 get it. So uh, that's my that's my quick take on Kronos before the ashes. I don't know. Also, it's- there's some ashes already. The ashes are already there. <laughs> like it's already like your uh, the world has been destroyed and you're in the ashes. So I don't know. There would what are you gonna say plant people? Uh, this. Uh, I would say that this seems to be a bit of an origin story of how the plant stuff gets places started the roots. Yeah. Or maybe not how it started, but you definitely kind of get turned into an agent of that stuff pretty early on Ah, in a way that's like interesting. If, if you like the remnant story and like want to know about the root and how it moves through dimensions and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, um, we should take a break. We can come back and talk about some more stuff. Maybe answer some emails. BRB. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back. Um, who wants to who wants to bring something to the floor? Patrick, we still haven't talked about Umurangi. Um, Umurangi generation. Is that uh, how you I'm say curious. Umurangi. I, I had to say it out we loud. Hadn't, we had an Umurangi. email about it months ago. Umurangi. Umurangi. Yeah, Umurangi. I believe that that's right. Um, I'm, I'm just going to double check. If I'm a it, shitty yes. white person, it's Umurangi generation. I feel like that's... Please don't be probably. a shitty white person. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I I'm now I now cannot find this email, but yes, we had someone write in and 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 correct us on it, and I believe that that I believe it's Umarangi, uh, but I could be fucking it up still because I don't have the email in front of me. Uh, anyway, uh, either way, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm in full I'm in full uh, game of the year. Like part of the reason I didn't finish Demon Souls, I was like I, I've done all the world except finish up. You know, uh, shit. Who's the one before uh, King Alant? The uh, is a P word, right? Who's that? Bob? Oh, the penetrator. Penetrator. Like, yeah, I've got to, I was like, I've basically beat that game. Like, I'll go do it. I'll go finish it off eventually. But it's like, I suddenly realized like, oh shit, like October 14th is when we're recording or the 10th or whatever. We're recording mm-hmm. our podcast. So I was like, I need to try and like get my shit in order with uh, the games I'm playing. And I have a list of shorter games I wanted to get through. So um, one of them was this because it came out when I was on uh, paternity leave and I was, I 
played a couple of games. Like I beat Final Fantasy VII, the remake, and I played through Gears Tactics as a as a brain mush game when I needed some <laughs> distraction um, during during all that. But um, this one fell by the wayside, and in the way that uh, the two of you have talked about it, it was like, all right, I need to at least like spend spend some. It's it's like a lot of this period is me playing like an hour of a game to see. All right. Do, do I need to play the rest of this or is this like just not resonating with me and I can just move on to the next one? And like, I'm trying to find the equivalent of a quiet hike from last year, which like I didn't know of, hadn't played. And then all of a sudden it was like one of my favorite games of the year, like in this like glorious, like three hour window from, from a year ago. And, uh, I will say this. So I don't know shit about cameras or, <laughs> sh- or shooting photos. Um, the advent of, computational photography on on you know on our modern uh, phone camera devices where hey like shit you gotta think about to make like the picture of like you and your wife at a sunset or your kids look cool we got it just like maybe <laughs> click on the screen to tell us like where the action's at and we'll take care of 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 the rest and then you get thrown into to this game where it's like hey you know what part of the fun is like all the doodads on that camera um and it has yeah. uh, like a a poor. It doesn't really have. I mean, it has a section oh. that says tutorial. Yeah, um, but that's not but what it's doing. Yeah, it's not what it's what it's doing. It's giving you some like some uh, sort of like generalized concepts of uh, photography, but not stuff that's all that materially uh, important for like navigating the the tool set in the game. Um, and so that part, I immediately brushed up against it. I was like, oh, like if this is. Like, I don't play with photo modes in video games, period. Uh-huh. Like, the first time I've used a photo mode in the last couple of years was, like, to take one screenshot of myself in Demon Souls when I got the meat cleaver. And <laughs> I just, I, 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 it just doesn't do it. I, like, I really like looking at other people's screenshots, but I just don't spend time engaging with that in in video games. And so, um, and I've never had much of an interest in, like, actual photography in real life either. So then to get thrown into this where it's like, oh shit, like this is a lot of things I don't really engage with in video games. And this is the central conceit um, where I'm like sitting and spending 10 minutes, like trying to line up the shot of seven birds. And I was like, I don't even know, like, does it, is this count as all seven birds in the shot? Like, <laughs> does, do they need to be in focus? Does this mean seven birds in one shot or I'm taking like seven pictures of different birds and that adds up? Um, there's just a lot of like the game that is uh, like, I'd probably purposely rough around the edges. Also, you know, reading interviews with the developer, like this was their first like actual, you know, they made games before, but this is like their first like big uh, sort of like picture uh, a game to to have made. And so none of that is surprising in, in that context. Um, and then also like quickly the game is, uh, I don't know, like run around and to find these things. And like when I'm looking for like the one thing that I can't find and there's, like no hints on how to find it. I was like, I, all of a sudden I was realizing like, I don't know that I dislike this game, but I'm starting to wonder if it's not for me. Um, mm. And rather than banging my head against a game yeah, that, that I don't like. Yeah. Um, well, so then I was like, okay, deep breath. I was like, um, what I do like, what do I like about this game? Um, Cause you know, I, you know, I was trying to like, are the parts I'm chafing up against, can I find the things I do like? If nothing else, then have a better understanding of what, because often I, the little bits I picked up on, like why the two of you liked the game, I'm sh- sure the photography and stuff was part of it, but like a lot of it was the the storytelling. And I was like, okay, yeah. like where like none of that has anything to do, or maybe like can I find that amidst the things that aren't really doing anything for me? And so what I ended up doing was 
I stopped worrying about really taking interesting photos. Like I would just, <laughs> I would just like, I would sometimes like just put on a wide angle lens and like just take a picture of like a big space and it'd be like, boom, 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 you nailed three of the goals. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Um, because what I ended up finding uh, compelling about the game was the storytelling in the world and the environmental and just piecing together like what the, what is going on. Um, I don't know if you guys ended up like revealing the conceit of the game and I don't no, want to spoil it here. Yeah, if, we, if, if that, that hasn't even happened. now it's hard to want to reveal the conceit because it's so fucking cool. Yeah. No, yeah, and I don't want to spoil right? it either. But yeah. but the moment I you know in like the second world or whatever, like when yeah. you get a better sense of why things are tragic in, in weed here, then the game had me. Oh, um, sure. Um, yeah. Like that, I, 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 you know, if I'd come to this podcast and just said like the first part of this, where it's like, ah, I just chafed up against like the environmental, like the level design and the photography stuff. And I just don't think it's for me. And then if I could very much have seen Austin be like, okay, but like, please just, just go give through us, level three or four. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Just go a little bit further and just see what the actually is like occur, like the events of this world. Yeah. And then, you know, also make listen to like a little there. bit more music because the music continues to get good all the way through. Oh, strong, uh, like Genesis mega drive vibes, <laughs> um, <laughs> to a degree that I don't know that it like particularly fit the atmosphere, <laughs> like a good part of the time, like during like large sequences where Love it. tragic things are happening <laughs> to the people around me. And it's like, I feel like I'm playing Contra. Oh, um, I mean, someone it's, it's, is. It's just you're not. You're, <laughs> you know. Well, true. Yes. Um, um, and and then I found all those like disparate parts. You know the parts stuff that I kind of like rubbed up against. Um, I almost found charming. Um, um even if they weren't for uh me. And actually, like area, the smaller areas, like there's a there's a there's an, uh, one of the levels is in like a train car, yeah. and there's just nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. You are just caught in between three small areas. And I found that like the pixel hunt of that, of like, what is this game? And once I realized, oh, not everything the game wants me to take a picture of is 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 literal necessarily, or there's a little bit of uh trickery or wordplay yeah. in terms of what they want me to capture. And once I realized that was ha happening, because it's not really communicated early on, and that's where my frustration was building, was just like, the fuck do you want me to do? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Are you being funny? Like, is this a bit or, or is this being literal? And over time, I was able to sort of unpack what the game's tone and style was. And I came to a, you know, I, I will wonder in the, uh, the switch version of this that is, you know, coming out at some point, like, will some of that stuff be massaged or will that yeah, be, I bet um, not. I bet it's just raw. I bet it's, I hope way. it's, I hope it's raw mm -hmm. because I think there is satisfaction in, I found satisfaction in discovering, a, what I enjoyed about the game um, and still finding joy in that, even though I know a lot of people like love the game for the photography stuff, like I still found a lot of worth in the other parts of it and specifically in, in the storytelling. And I found that to be really uh, uh, like both delightful and like horrifying yeah. and mm -hmm. um, it goes places. It's 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 shocking in, in some some of like the turns that that game takes are like haymakers. Yeah. You just load into like, all right, what am I going to get in this next level? <laughs> let's yeah. see what, let's see what I see here. There is no set like the the like this exact um sort of like setup and execution put it being more polished. I like it's very easy to imagine it then undercutting what it accomplishes on its own by being raw and weird and 
not holding your hand that it's hard to, is it, is it doing that on purpose or it's because it was largely made by one person and they didn't have the time to do more? Like the fact but that also that is in a way like, you know, in a medium is the message sort of way. Like this is a game that someone in the world of this game would make to yeah. this quality. The photographer, the photography you do here with the camera you have where you're like, you know, making a couple bucks on it is like an art object in the same way the game is where there's an amateur edge to it. It's being made in conditions that are terrifying and apocalyptic. Um, you know, this is a game that that was explicitly meant as a response to the wildfires uh, that the creator, you know, ha- was living through, um, and and which have continued around the world, <laughs> you know, through this year. Um, that that I think to some of us in the U.S. are only seeing, you know, Umarangi means red sky. The name of the game is Red Sky Generation, and named such because of the the color that the sky took during the the wildfires um and and we have now finally seen what that red sky looks like uh where previously you know when this game came out i hadn't happened in the u.s again i I said this on twitter the other day but like it feels like such a game of this moment in the ways in which it is quietly interrogating what power does in moments like this um or doesn't do or or fails Um, to do yeah (laughs) fails to do totally Um, what it it prioritizes yeah it is it is hard not to play this game and um it yeah it, it it speaks to the covid moment even if it were never intended because there are you know all sorts of governments fuck up all the time like we mm-hmm. we are exposed to it on such a wide scale in the united states because of the monum- monumental failure of the american government um in this particular moment but you know that 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 happens all the time all over the world to all sorts of crises o- and often also because of the american government just done to yeah. other people instead yeah. of- well, you know like this this game you know has yeah. uh you know like people are wearing masks for specific reasons and i yeah anyway i just yeah it's it's a it's a i think it's a really special game and i i part of the reason i wanted to mention my own like arc of like finding my way through it was if if you find yourself in a similar position i even if you were to look up a walkthrough that's just like i'm tired of trying to find this yeah. little thing that it wants to because there are there were instances where i found the thing and i was just not taking it at the right angle um and and that wasn't fun, but at least I, sometimes I'd look up a video and be like, oh, I have I have the right idea. I'm just like not quite hitting it. Um, I think there is enough here. And actually it gave me strong um, like 30 flights of loving vibes. Sure. Like essentially essentially levels are jump cuts. Yeah. Um, and and again, it's like so hard. I've actually been speaking to the developer and I'm going to chat with them for a story once I do the DLC. I emailed them. I was like, hey, do you want to <laughs> chat? They're like, did you finish the DLC? I was yeah. like, no. They're like, well, email finish me if you finish the DLC. The DLC. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to get to that one and give myself a break. The DLC even has like an interesting take on the jump cut thing in a sense. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Just to reiterate what Kato said on a previous thing, not to give more away, but the levels, things, things change in the levels or, or you move into new spaces in the levels and it, it plays with that in a way that sort of can, could be compared to a jump cut in terms of feeling like you've entered a different emotional or atmospheric yeah. space. Yeah, it's just the same sense. way you, you're getting that between levels in the, like, first batch of levels. And this, like, each level kind of has its own contained version of that, which is really neat. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really good. I'm hoping it will find a, you know, I'm glad it's coming to switch like i'm 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 both curious to see how the like the, me- the mechanics adapt to that like the interface adapts to that but also i hope it finds a you know an audience uh there i mean certainly people have played it but i you know it's it's nice when 
the, the switch is like the great spot for like accidental exposure to mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting shit. It's like the the best best place for that. So I'm excited for for that to land there. So people, you don't have PC, you know, you probably don't need a very good one to mm-hmm. play it. Um, but uh, you know, keep an eye on it when it comes to Switch at least. Definitely, definitely. Um, anything else anyone wanna wanna shout out or talk about? God, are you still on that Demon Souls grind? I know you you played some Slowly. miles. Slowly. Yeah, okay. I finished I I did finish Miles. That's mostly what I wanted to do cuz I was I realized I was getting near the end of that. That game uh is feels fucking great and I have problems with the story. <laughs> which is kind of like I I mean, I feel like in general it's just like um the subject matter feels I guess I'll consider might be the wrong word, but like it feels like out of step with our reality this year, which is like uh, an issue that yeah. AAA games have where they start processing these things years ahead of time. And then it happens that this just hews so closely to certain, uh, you know, real world events that it feels off. Um, the whole like conceit with the underground being an enemy in here really feels mm-hmm. off to me where they hew so closely to the idea of, you know, protest and or like just rebellion against yeah, a corporation right, too much being right. the like the uh-huh. classic villain trope yeah. right mm-hmm. exactly um i am kind of not even glad like it's the ending also kind of sucks in that way like i don't not like i'm not gonna say any spoilers but just like the way it ends up like it does the right thing at too late almost you oh, know yeah. um mm-hmm. so it was there, like there is a stuff- beautiful like kind of like like amazing spectacle that it was really fun to like be in but every single time like a new story beat came up i was like i really hope they get out of this framing faster like i see them heading out of this framing a little Mm -hmm. bit but it ends up not getting there until the last like two seconds of the game basically it's like um i feel like if the game had been if this had been like a full size like as as big as the original game right they maybe yeah. could have done that full storyline in in that in a way where it seems like more like okay this is about miles working through understanding those kind of dynamics mhm um, i was talking to some friends about this uh to to em and jackson over at normal mapping uh-huh. we were talking about about the end of this game um and i was explaining the stuff that you're talking about in terms of like, who are you fighting at the end of this game? Who is right. the villain at the end of this game? Right. Do you fight that person? Yes or no? Um, and without getting into like specifics around it, the thing that I want to say M said was like, you can tell that this feels like a a team of writers coming in. Not maybe not maybe not coming in later, but being like, well, the boss fight's already done. This right. is the boss fight. <laughs> the boss fight is this. We're not going to build another boss fight at this point. How do we try to salvage this boss fight right. by changing what the story is around it so that the characters have clear motivations that you can understand where they arrived at those motivations right. without it being the thing where this person is simply the villain because they're too much Antifa. You right. know, you know what I mean? Anti- yeah, I mean, exactly. Given, yes. given, the, given the fact that this started as a 
PS4 expansion and became a PS5 launch title, like yes. all, you know, I can't speak to like, like your specific hypothetical. Totally. That said that hypothetical is something that you ask any game design or any game writer that has been hundred you know, percent brought onto a project um, or been part of a project <laughs> like that is, that is con- writers are often not structuring the story. They are then to give structure to, to, to a game that is constantly in flux. So it wouldn't yeah. shock me if there were instances of that or if that was an, an endemic of of miles in in general Kato, because, i think you know, yeah. yeah i think Kato's totally right that in the full version of this game which probably which could have been a worse game in other ways because sure. it, it would have felt so much bloated more bloated yeah no, right, in the full version act truly the the full version is let's cut out the middle like uh third and uh you know get to that end part faster so that we can move past it and get to the to what would be a natural like villain for the yeah. you know but yeah, I just like it. It it was so frustrating because goddamn that last fight was cool as shit. Like it's one of the it, coolest boss fights in terms of feel. Yeah, forever. visually and yeah. and mechanically, yeah. just like feeling like um like the most bombastic parts of the movies of of like those big comic book fights. Just like the color and the spectacle of it was like. I was like totally bought in, but then every time I like remembered who I was fighting, I'm like, well, shit, you know, I don't like uh-huh. this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to, uh, I wish this was different. Um, but yeah, it definitely, yeah, it felt like they ended up needing to write in the kind of personal stakes that had to try to try to circumvent the kind of like macro level, uh, you know, ideologies that were like not being, uh, uh, considered very well, I think. Right, yeah. they they focus down on making the story between Miles and and this. It's hard to talk about it without spoilers, but Miles and and the the villain you fight at the end, like mm-hmm. be um more of the focal point, and it's just kind of like, I I wish, yeah, I wish I could be different. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, we'll talk more openly about it towards the end of the year for sure. With some end of the year content some stuff, spoil- a short spoiler spoilery. section of some some yeah, at some yeah, point, yeah. Yeah. definitely right. I feel like that'll come up. I feel sure. like we'll we'll have a, a reason to talk about it for sure. Um, anything else? Anyone else want to shout out something they've been playing or or checked in on or? Uh, I played like a ninety minutes of the new Don't Nod game, Twin mm, Mirror, right. um, which I believe is an Epic exclusive, but is also on uh, uh, Xbox and, and PlayStation. Um, this was a game that was announced a number of years back um, in partnership with uh, Bandai Namco and was going to be episodic and then kind of disappeared for a long time. And then earlier this year was announced to be no longer episodic and no longer published by Bandai Namco and I think is self-published by um, Don't Nod. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I've been uh, hugely interested and fans of a lot of the, the work they've done. Um, still think people, I'll take every instance to say that people should check out more of Life is Strange too, um, even though that game got uh, pretty pretty overlooked. Um, and even tell me why, uh, a game that I d- didn't think was particularly great, but was was fine in a way that was, you know, I, as I mentioned at the time, like perfect for Game Pass, just like in a, in a, f- a totally fine story that was worth spending a couple hours on. Um, so I, I pretty much like if they put out something new, I want to see what they're up to. Um, but one thing that I've, all, I've been worried about with them going forward is like, oh, is all, are, all the game, are all their games just going to be like, oh, this is the one about being like a person of color. Like, oh, this is the one about being trans. Like, are, is each of the games just going to be like a checklist of like, mm-hmm. I don't like different marginalized folks. And we're going to tell a story, which like on, on some level isn't like, you know, like I, I you know, I 
I could see where that get, would how work. you get there. Yeah. How you get there, especially given the response to life is strange originally. Um, but, um, so twin mirror is a, a game about a, uh, a person coming home several years after, uh, they were a newspaper reporter. They, they lived in a mining town, like a predominantly kind of like company town, mining town. And they wrote a story about how the regulations at the mine were abhorrent and were getting people hurt. And the, as a result of their story, it ended up like shutting down the mine and ruining the lives of the working lives of a lot of people who relied on the jobs there. And they basically left after, um, the, the story was published and their best friend who was also uh, another reporter, it, it dies, um, um, a couple of years later and that brings them back to the town and they didn't just leave in under circumstances that was, Oh, I wrote a, you know, a piece that was meant to help people and ended up hurting people in, in the process, but they like just, just got up and left, like destroyed relationships in the process by just leaving and like moving and like, just, just completely departing, um, uh, as though nothing had, uh, had happened. And so you come back and it's sort of like a game about like, I don't know. Like you you come back and it just doesn't, it, it, this game doesn't really set up this character very well. The conceit, uh, um, because this game is going to have one is, you know, it's still predominantly a game where you are exploring around, talking to people, making decisions. Um, this one, it is not explained so far what is going on, but there is, uh, when you are talking to people, occasionally there will be another person who appears that you can talk to that other people can't. Um, I don't know if this is a case of multiple personalities. Uh, these games often have supernatural elements, so it's mm-hmm. like often hard to tell like where this begins and where the other parts end. I don't know exactly what the game is playing with here it hasn't um revealed um it's maybe not great that like <laughs> it's a reveal but like they haven't they haven't fully explained how this character um works and what this relationship is to um this other person who appears and you can speak to um and ends up you sort of like bouncing you know uh, thoughts off of um the like my main mechanic of the game is you have a, a mind palace that you go to, to like experience memories. Um, and because you're a reporter, there are sequences where it's like, Oh, you come into a room and you're trying to pick up the clues. And then you are trying to figure out what happened in this area before you got there. Um, and then the way the game handles choices is like, you're proposing a hypothesis and then deciding on that hypothesis. So for example, an early one is you go into a bar scene and you're trying to figure out how a fight occurred and you have three different options you can choose for. How do you think it happened? And the game doesn't tell you you were right or wrong. You just choose to sort of like engage that hypothesis. Do you feel like you um, have the evidence to back up that claim? I picked the one, like if it, it did feel like there were ones that felt more likely than the okay. others. Um, but it's, I think part of what's, what's I, I find difficult with the game is I don't know what the, so when you play games with choices, it's, there's a tension between, are you playing a character that you want to see, or are you playing a version of the character that the game is like pushing you towards? Right. Mm-hmm. So is it, are, are you, are you completely role, Are you role playing what you would do in this situation? Or are you role playing what the character would do in that situation? Yeah. And that is often the fun tension of these games with choices is, is, is you kind of like straddling the lines between those, especially in a life in don't nod games where you are playing authored characters. Like you aren't playing shepherd and mass effect where you are choosing everything this character is. And thus the morality 
uh, uh, choices are then um, a, a direct result of like the character you want to play. Like you come into Twin Mirror and this guy, nobody likes him. And there seems to be like good reason for people, like even people who are seem like nice, good people in this town don't like you. And so there are like early choices where uh, like a character comes up to you and they want to give you a hug. And the option is hug them or like move away. And it's like, well, I don't really like, wh- what am what am I doing here? Like, am I, this is like so early in the game. Am I playing this character where like, I don't know anything about them. They seem like they've made bad, made bad choices. So why would I make a choice that's like them being a better, per, you know what I mean? Like better person and improving how they interact with others. Cause the game's giving me no sense of, is that the kind of character am I playing? Mm-hmm. Are those the, like the larger morality choices at play is like, is this character who has been walled off and unempathetic is going to learn to do those things. So like the first, like the first choice I made was like, all right, I'll hug and then I was like, nobody likes this dude. And I don't think he's earned, like, I think you should just continue being an asshole because there's nothing to suggest to me that, like, you would act any differently when you come into these situations. And yet the choices in front of me are constantly, like, be a better person, like, be empathetic, or, like, be standoffish and be a jerk. And it just makes for, like, really weird decision making because I don't, I just don't know how I'm supposed to, like, engage with this character because they haven't given me anything to grasp onto and so I don't have a reason to like not pick the shitty option because it makes me feel bad because that's not what I would do but it does feel like in line with the character and nothing about the character has shown any evidence that I should act otherwise it's just a it's strange like it I guess it doesn't shock me that like Namco Bantai was like I don't know do you want to go publish this game on your own and maybe not do three episodes and just like release it all <sighs> at once in it. December yeah, just drop um, in December. it feels like a pretty uh, weak uh, link uh, in the in the don't nod yeah uh, I haven't chain. seen anyone really pushing for it this week as like hey make sure you check this out don't let this slip through the cracks I've mostly seen people being like yeah it's kind of phoned in it doesn't ever really it build up to anything big <laughs> And that's a bummer to hear because, you know, I don't know. That's a team I root for even if I've had my own uh, issues with their Yeah, I have issues with like all, all of their games, but it, yeah. I, I, it, they, it always strikes me as games that are um, g- generally executing or trying to execute in good faith. Uh-huh. Um, um, whether they accomplish those marks, I you know, is, is certainly debatable, but I – I enjoy having those debates about mm-hmm. about their games. Um, like I, it, it, it creates and even a tell me why. You know, I definitely recommend go in reading a Dia's review. I think it like hits the mark on their particular brand of what has become their brand of of, of game. Um, and and like kind of the traps it can fall into. And I think tell me why is worth playing to, to like engage in that conversation and think about it. Um, whereas like this one. I don't know. Maybe it has something interesting to say about, you know, uh, folks that, um, you know, also experience um, what this character does. Again, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's a ghost from their path. I I, I tend to believe it is like a multiple personality thing, given the the ways that don't not as approach. The thing there is uh, like you would expect that they would have done the same sort of, you know, before before. Um, uh, God, what was what was the last game that they did called? Tell me why. Tell me why. Before tell me why, they put out all the the stuff around having consultants and trying to tell a story that you know, uh, you know, that dealt with transness but didn't directly linger on issues of abuse and like they were very careful. But like, there's no similar thing for dissociative identity no, disorder like, here, right? Or, like or, any sort of like neurological or, like, or any of yeah. the other. Yeah, whether whether it's a because uh, there are also people who who are plural 
by by because they feel that way but are not diagnosed with any sort of disorder. Right. Um, and there's nothing, as far as I can tell, there's nothing on that I've seen that says that they're that they are doing that or are trying to address you know have a character right and, who, and it may very it may very things. well be the, so, the case that it's just like he's haunted by his past and there's like right. a there's a dude following around yeah. that he talks to because that's that, that's a that, you know a well-trodden metaphor yeah. in in sort of like a, 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 a traumatic storytelling but it, you can't help but then because don't not has set themselves up as like we're the studio that is like going to tell stories about different um, sorts of like marginalized identities, you can't help but then go into a new game with the framing of like, oh, that must be what this is. And maybe it's not, but um, especially with Tell Me Why, where they've set then set up themselves, we're like, oh, we're going to discuss our approach. Like, we're not going to hide this behind a reveal. And this game very much feels like it's hiding it behind a reveal. Like, oh, at some point, it's it's like, this isn't supernatural. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't feel great. Like, I'd rather the game was just had set you know, a little, just be upfront about it. Like explain yeah, the way what is the going website on says with it this is just like, uh, uh, huh. Okay. A former investigative journalist, Sam 33 has an unusually analytical mind. It's unique abilities mm. take the form of multi of a multifaceted mind palace. It's this unique <laughs> mind that can lead him to dissociate from the social arena where his logical analytical personality sometimes hurts those around him. Uh-huh. However, Sam, uh-huh. However, Sam can count on help from the double, a capital D, a more empathetic and sociable version of himself that only he can see. This ally you know, is it's not in the game any of this. Really? Okay. <laughs> this ally is there. I mean maybe, maybe, maybe just you hasn't mean, like, been you haven't gotten to it. You are Right, right. No, but like there's like there there's no equivalent sort of like pretextual setup that right. is like here here's why this dapper man talks to me every once in a while <laughs> and is like you're kind of an asshole and I'm like I agree like like it you know if, if it's acting as like a player surrogate like it acts that way sometimes. But, this ally um, is there to guide him and help him blend into a society that sometimes rejects the unorthodox. Though these human or sorry mm-hmm. through these human qualities, the double is able to offer Sam an alternative when he needs to. Make Make important decisions, unlike Sam's analytical mind, which is not very human at all. That's me Jeez. editorializing. <laughs> I was like very much playing into some shit around neurodivergence that I yeah. don't know that they have the chops to, yeah, discover an extraordinary mind, which obviously right, people, is a like, yeah, reference like people, to like. Multiple personalities means like you might just not have empathy and you need to invent empathy. Like, I like mean, that's it's also sort of playing <laughs> very hard into like certain autism spectrum type yeah, uh, that's uh, tropes that get well, the whole deployed. mind pal- it feels like someone watched uh, like the BBC Sherlock, Sherlock and, was and was like, like cool, like, that seems like let's uh, yeah, let's go there. Uh-huh. It almost feels Ooh. like they were probably started doing and making this game with maybe specifically aut- uh, like people in the t- autistic spectrum in mind and then maybe. Right noticed that it was fucked up and we're like, ah, let's just strip it out and leave the rest we'll and just, it'll, it'll just be magic or something. Mind double. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe it's Don't magic. worry about it. Exactly. It's not, it's not. And who, I mean, who, I mean, right. again, like, it's again, who knows? Like, I, I could play this game further and then they like talk about his like childhood, like, you know, right. is uh, there a growing up like right, 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 growing up autistic and like that's like I mean like there's all sorts of things that could happen, but I, I feel like if they were going to go that far though, they've already demonstrated that they like aren't with what they did with Tell Me Why and the whole like preamble, like I, it yeah. would be wild for them to do the exact opposite, basically, right? Uh, I, I do think <laughs> there teams, was something very, sp- but I also think there was something very specific to having a centralized trans character relative. I do think that like that is particularly sticky and thorny in to a degree that 
Uh, I'm not saying this is the right attitude. Like, I'm not, I, I think it would be like better to be like more up, like, I think that was a, a decent policy to be more, whether you think they were successful in like their fact and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I do think it was like, that was a decent policy to have, but I'm just saying like, I don't know if like the next, like life is strange Two like was about like racism and there wasn't like a racism fact before like right, life is strange right, Two right. came out. So, I mean, like, I just, I just think like there are different, <laughs> I think there was something very specific about it being a trans character that made them feel, uh, as though they had to like be more forthcoming, which that you is could not really unpack true. for quite some time about about a hundred percent. I think know. there's a, that says a lot in like a lot of different um directions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just makes it weird. Like I, I've now even just having this conversation is like now convincing me they're like I need to see more of this you shit because like I just need I just need to know I like sure I hear it's like five or six hours. So uh, yeah, it's I, I but it is one of those like as I'm doing the game of the year thing. Yeah. It's like okay, do I need to finish this for game of the year? No. Do I need finish to finish this January? over a couple of beers in January? Like <laughs> no. probably. No. So I can come back here and and let everyone know how it lands and tell them to. I mean, it's also like, I'm curious. Yeah. This is uh you know we used to live in a landscape where you would wait for games like wait for the sale right and then I look at I look at uh, Twin Mirror and I'm like you know what wait for the game pass like this game mm. will come to game pass in a couple of months like assuredly mm-hmm. it is it is i didn't tell me why is a better game but it, this is like very much uh uh you know don't know trying to get as many sales as they can like skating off of their past history in december and then they will go ahead and sell to microsoft and become part of like the game pass lineup in march or yeah. something like that because no one's going to be buying this game a month from now. Um, and so this is very much probably going to be a, it's just interesting to be in a world where you can go, ah, just wait for game pass. Like it'll probably show up there eventually. And that's just like a, an interesting place to find ourselves in Mm -hmm. relative to the, like wait for sale mentality that, um, we've been in for, for, especially in like in the steam universe of things. Uh, yeah, no, totally. Um, quickly, a couple things from the gaming bucket gamingadvice.com this one comes in from jake who says i have some gaming advice tm to pass along following your ragging on the official ps5 remote a week or two ago the advice is you probably don't need a ps5 media remote if you enable the right setting on your tv you can probably use your regular old tv remote to navigate the ps5's menus it can even wake up your ps5 on my mm. old Vizio TV, the setting is called CEC, Consumer Electronics Control. Yeah. I think some TVs may use other names like RC, Remote Control Pass-Through. Uh, uh, but there you go. The future is now. Thanks for years of free entertainment, Jake. Thank you, Jake. That's- yeah, I would control my PS4 with my TV remote. Damn, I never knew that. I yeah, don't really. I, I'm fine using my PS5 remote or my PS4 remote at the time, but still cool. Also, you know. when I hit- Yeah, you know, there's like... like- Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say when I hit the PlayStation button to wake, like turn on the PlayStation Five, it turns my TV on if it's not already on, and mm-hmm. vice versa. If I turn the TV off while it's like on like a regular menu, it'll put it in rest mode. Yeah, that's what my Apple TV is all set up where like the it'll turn on the sound bar and everything all at once. That shit's neat. That shit is neat. That shit's neat. Jesse writes in and says, "What is your favorite Lego set? Were y'all Lego kids? Did you do <sighs> lots of Legos as kids?" Yeah, I don't remember any specific sets from my my childhood though. Uh I have a set that I really enjoyed that I made in college, which is the ATAT set from around that time. Mm. Oh, sure. That's really fun. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's big. I don't know where that set went. I had it in like a a plastic bag in my parents' house and now it's like gone into the ether. I've been looking for it for years. 
I specifically remember a like uh, a pirate ship set that mm. I got for a Christmas um, because I was very much into I liked I liked the big instruction set and I will like following putting them together as opposed to here's a bunch of Lincoln logs or a bunch of Legos and like build your own thing. And I remember the pirate ship being like that was a big deal when I got that when I, I remember there was like one of those Christmases where we had like everyone over at our house, which wasn't every year. But I so my cousins were helping me put together the the pirate ship. I had a bunch of like the space ones, like not yeah. not just the Star Wars ones, but like the generic space ones. But unlike Patrick, what I would do is I would build the original thing once and then I'd be like, you know what? Nah, this is, this is about to become something <laughs> new. I'm about to figure out some wild spaceship stuff. Uh, I was really <laughs> bad. It's like the most Austin Walker shit in the world in that like I had really ambitious design ideas, but like didn't care at all about color coordination, didn't care at all about – it was like blue, white, black, green, just like oh, I don't <laughs> okay, care. Like, Got to build this engine somehow. Yeah, the shape on this spaceship looks sick that I came up with. Um, and then like would very much have play <laughs> battles with them. Like I was I was all the way in on like how do I make how do I make my own Star Wars shit out of not having the Star Wars sets themselves. Um I I loved yeah. I loved Lego as a kid. Every once in a while I'm like, I should get into Lego. Lego seems like a fun thing to build still. And there's so much there's so many cool, license so many cool license sets things. that you can yeah. get yeah. now. Um I was really into as a kid uh Light Bright, like you know, where you had the yeah. um the light up, like I don't know what you'd call them, like what are those little, little pegs? Like little, crystals, but like, yeah, like pegs, pegs. Pegs. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically for you can buy it now. Um they still sell it. I we got one for my daughter and then she was like a little too young to follow it. And now she's I've been meaning to bring it out because she'd be old enough to to do the patterns. But like, yeah, you had like this piece of paper, you would put over these uh uh patterns, and then you would follow it and you could make like clowns and trucks and stuff like that. And then you would like, you know, you could then station it up on like your dresser and you'd have like this cool you know, lit up drawing that you did. So I, mm. I did a shitload of light brights when I was, when I was a kid. Uh, I need to find to shout out, but I, I'm going to look after asking this next question, but there's someone on Twitter who I follow, whose whole thing is, uh, Lego mechs. Um, hell yeah. Uh, that are <laughs> incredible. They look so fucking good. Um, Lou Sim, uh, uh, at messy Maru, M E S S M A R U. Um, the thing that, the thing that's like so cool about if you're into Lego at this point, um, is that not only are you able to build really dope shit, but you can put together like an order list, uh, basically. Um, and, and so what, there's like this whole aftermarket thing where this person will sell basically like, this is actually a wild one. This one is this, this is the Ludens, the, the Kojima Productions logo mascot, uh, (laughs) for 35 bucks. Basically, you can you this is just the instructions on how to build this. And then what you do is you then also have to go to Bricklink, which to buy the parts to build this thing. Wow. And it's like hundreds yeah. of dollars all set. 180, Holy 190 for, for the white one. White. Yeah. And uh-huh. then 140, 150 for black. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. That's He's cool. What a, that's a good wild. Um, it's wild. Yeah, you should look through, you should look through uh this person's stuff, Kato, because some of them oh are just God. so fucking good. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like, and you know, the thing that's so good about this is like, this is a person who has, 
if you go through and like click on their Mech Wars tag on their website, which again is Messy Maru, M-A-R-U, Messy M-A-R-U dot com, there's like fiction here and organizations Hell and yeah. stories. Hell and it's yeah. just like, I'm going to sell you my <laughs> fictional shit. And like the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to make dope mechs and then sell you how to build them and then link through an affiliate code, I guess, <laughs> to BrickLink. Um, and some of the designs are just sick as hell. I've the Ascendant always- Lords are comprised mostly of highly influential old Earth aristocrats who were able to quickly establish military authority in. in the early years of the Chorus Wars. Please, someone just <laughs> just like make me the game set in this person's fictional mech world. Reframes yeah. is a really good name for it is. A Mac. For a Mac. It's like um, a good, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And lowercase, I should be care. I mean, specific, lowercase R, capital uh, F. Yeah, um, yeah, R-E. Frames, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very good. It's very good. Uh, their designs are, are all really good. Um, so so yeah. Shout outs to to Messy Works. Uh, oh my god, the re- the reframe name. is like a fucking like the uh, the the gunpla uh, like skeleton. Like the RG real grade shit. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that's it's so, so good. good. <laughs> it's all really good. And like, I'm just always impressed by the people who do this stuff because like these are just Lego parts. Right. These right. are just Lego parts. <laughs> Um, and, and they, they are able to do stuff that's like so far beyond that. Uh, anyway, I should stop looking at this stuff because otherwise I'm going to drop a few, a few stacks. Uh, let's just, let's just go back to the email and see if there's anything they else. They have like, the, they have the Ikaruga ship, but also that um, it can, it can transform into its, uh, like mech form. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> what? Oh, shout that's outs sick. to, shout outs to doing cool shit with Lego. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the next questions we have here, which I don't have a good answer for, is what is the best giant robot transformation sequence that comes in from Patrick? I'm not a big transforming robot like person. I'm I'm too much in my like real mech, real robot uh, fandom than the super robot fandom. So it's like I'm just not going to have a, a great answer off off the dome because all my shit is boring. So uh, um, the answer is the transfer any transformation from Beast Wars. There you go. Great. Good. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll. I'll, I'll. That's, just watching an yeah. animal turn into a robot is fucking great. <laughs> Beast Wars has a very special place in my heart. I may have played on an online Beast Wars roleplay server when Yo. I was like Poor 13. Boy. Okay. <laughs> Hell yes. I, I had a really boring character. What's that uh. Beast Wars character who is like, uh, is it Silverbolt? The one that's like. The Griffin? Uh, the Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah yes. uh, I was like, what if him. But but cooler. I did not uh. have a good. There was nothing. This was not the height of Austin. Little Austin's creativity. <laughs> I was like, what if him? But he also is like that. But maybe he has like laser claws or something. You know what I mean? It was good. nothing. Great. It was no, nothing. That's good. Um. Yeah. You know, that's honestly bad. better than my OC, which was just a a cat person. But they had the backstory of uh, Wolverine from X Men. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> oh, is that just Wolverine? Let Wolverine be a cat boy. It's just Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine, but he's a cat boy. <laughs> uh huh. I think we can make that happen. Instead of claws, it was just his his cat claws, but they were still metal. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, they were still metal. And it's saber tooth. We are now describing saber tooth. Oh, fuck. Uh, so you know that's that's that. All right, let's do let's do uh, one more here. Um, second. Uh-huh. I still have I still have that uh that Griffin uh transformer actually sitting on my uh home desk. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this one comes in from Adrian in Seattle who says, 
Hey, Waypoint crew, last week, my work decided to give everyone the day off after the election uh, mm. as a self-care day. This email was then followed up by a notice from our building's owner informing us that they were going to cover all exterior doors and windows with plywood out of, quote, an abundance of caution. When I ah. came into work and saw all the plywood, <laughs> I kept thinking this is ripe for some environmental storytelling, a la Dead Space. Dead Space's cut off their <laughs> limbs or watch ugly, these hilarious, bad, all Albion are bastards. If 2020 were a video game and you could scrawl messages on the side of this plywood wall to inform the player about what it was like to live through the year so far, what would you write? God. I feel like we got a lot of good. I feel like 1312. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like lots of lots of actual just a cab shit. Yeah, just like <laughs> lands. Real shit. Um, but I feel like it doesn't tell the whole story. You know, like, this is the thing that Umurangi generation does extremely well lots of good graffiti in that game love it um (laughs) god what would i write what is the one message about 2020 i got one okay but i have to do the outro first so i'll save it (laughs) god damn it Uh, Alright, we'll just take us out. Yeah. You find me on Twitter at yes. also underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. How about you, Patrick? At Patrick Clubbing. Uh you can find Bowen, who does the theme song at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. You can send your questions to gaming at vice.com. If I had to scrawl something on the side of this building, what it would be would be <laughs> fuck capitalism, go home. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.